In today's world, chaos is the only certainty. Over the last several years, we have witnessed the impossible occur in global events. The need for families and individuals to not only survive, but to thrive is now greater than ever. Experts the world over have emphasized the importance of generating additional forms of income. In the technologically advanced world we live in today, what if there was a way that we can use technology-powered AI where we can have algorithms do the work for you? Well, thanks to Algo Factory, that is exactly what we did. We teach you not only to leverage the market and carve out profits in the chaos, but we show you how to have a better quality of life by creating your own custom algorithm that trades on your behalf 24 hours a day, seven days a week. All the while, you can continue with your day-to-day -day responsibilities, checking in when needed on your trades that is working for you. Many clients of Algo Factory have been able to fund their savings, go on dream vacations, and even quit their nine to five jobs. They have created more time for themselves and more time for their families, all through the power of advanced AI and their personal custom algorithm, Algo Factory. Trade your job, upgrade your life. Good morning, good evening, good afternoon, wherever the heck in the world you are. It is I, the notorious, glorious V, the gorilla in the Economist, coming to you live on this edition of Rogue News and the Raging Ape. That is I. I'm the Raging Ape. I used to be a ranting ape, but uh, or a raving ape, but I think raging sounds better, especially in the state of the world. And the world affairs are where we live currently in Western civilization as it implodes before us in real time in 4k and that is where we are and folks i want you to check out our paid sponsors our paid sponsor algofactory.tech algofactory.tech listen you know one of the title is i got bad news for you okay i got bad news for you but i'm not going to tell you all the bad news because if you want to know the bad news thursday this thursday on algo factory i'm always dropping drips and what are these drips these are Basically, musings of people that are within the private equity realm, that are within the boardrooms, that are movers and shakers within the financial industry. And we get together and we talk. We share ideas, concepts, data, especially data. And then we kind of plot out where we go. And, uh, you know, those that have been following me, and I've got guys like Cowboy that have been, you know, checking out my data for, for years before we even started working together and other guys who run hedge funds and whatnot that have used the data points in the macroeconomic uh, uh, trends that I've forecast, and they realize that I'm deadly accurate, deadly accurate. Uh, and with that being said, you know, we have something coming down the pike that we're all concerned about. Uh, bad news, indeed. I was actually kind of, kind of, kind of, I mean, kind of upset by it in a negative way. There's going to be silver linings. 
but it's just like my god I, I i just hope i just hope okay you know i just hope that those if you're in a blue city i i i hope and pray to god that you get the heck out of there that, that that's all i'll say the details of everything i will be dropping on thursday on algofactory.tech and what the hell is algofactory right what is it look man People ask me what kind of business I'm in. And I like to say I take a line from Major Pain. I, you know, Damon Wayne's in the movie Major Pain. If you haven't seen it, it's a, it's, a, it's a classic. It's hilarious. Major Pain would say, my business is killing and business is good. Well, over here at Algo Factory, I would say our business is chaos. Our business is the chaos business. And business is good. Business is good. Chaos and opportunity are the same word in Chinese. Chaos. And let me explain something to you folks. Before anything happens on the, uh, the, the, the news cycle, we see it in the markets. Why? The market has a language. I've been saying it for years. The market speaks. People like me, how come, how come you knew back in... November of 2021, that by summer of 2022, the whole COVID narrative is going to go away. When everybody else in Schmalt Media was telling you, well, we're going to lock down harder and they're going to come out with all sorts of grid cities and plans. They're going to move us all into uh, QR codes and uh, you're going to need some passports to move around. And I told you guys, it's going to be over. How did I tell you that? I told you that because the markets... Because the markets speak, the algorithms speak. And when you learn how to decipher the tea leaves, you're able to stay ahead of it. So in Algo Factory, we teach you to decipher the tea leaves that are the algorithms because the market is speaking, folks. The market is speaking. And then this Thursday, if you haven't done so already, you need to join because there, there's, stuff, there's stuff I can say there that I will never say in public because I can get in trouble. But I'll say in an algo factory. I will say in an algo factory, a private group. Anyway, shifting gears, there's a lot going on. And I want to open the volley in today's um, today's situation. We all heard about the Philadelphia journalist. Got this. I can't wait for Gus to be on tomorrow. It's going to be hilarious. It's going to be hilarious. Over the past week, you guys probably heard about that Philadelphia journalist whose name, he's a left-wing journalist named, I think, Kruger. What was it? Josh Kruger. Josh Kruger! A man with a cat. Uh, you know, I'm nothing against cats. I just find it weird that a man's first choice would be a cat. I mean, it is what it is. Some guys just like cats. It is what it is. But Josh Kruger, a man who looks like very androgynous looking with facial hair, a man who has his senses dulled, as Gus would say, by the soy lattes he would consume, a man who would stick up for his George Soros District DA, his George Soros-backed District DA, Krasner. This is the guy's name. 
left-wing Philadelphia journals who mocked the concern of rising crime in Democrat-run cities. He poo-pooed it. <laughs> Left-wing, uh, right-wing media is blowing it out of proportion. Violent crime is up all over the country. We're just part of this rising trend. Oh, yeah. Raven Six is funny. Mostly peaceful shooting death of lefty journalists. Yes, mostly peaceful. So Josh Kruger was chilling in his house, probably drinking a soy latte, watching the, an episode of Mean Girls while petting his cat. When an intruder broke down his door and shot Josh seven times in the chest, shot him on the at the base of his stairs, and then fled. Actually, he shot him on the base of his stairs. So, yeah, there you go. He was coming down. Kruger ran outside seeking help from his neighbors and collapsed, where police found them and responded to a call just before 1.30 a.m. on the 2300 block of Watkins Street. Yeah! He's probably had a hot date. Probably had a date on Grinder. He's going to go meet one of his, uh, this hot date that he met on Grinder. So at 1.30 in the morning, he stepped out, and he was blasted. Folks, rule number one for all you white liberals out there who are now in inner cities where minorities live, and you don't know, you don't know the rules, you don't, you're not street smart, you're stupid. You don't go out at 1.30 in the morning. It turns night, you head home. Rule number 101. Or you're with a large group. That's the way to go. You never go solitary. Kruger, 39, was rushed to Penn Presbyterian Medical Center where he died at 2.15 a.m. No arrests have been made and there was no sign of forced entry to the home, according to the Deputy Commissioner Frank Van Roan, whatever. Van Roan. Van Or. Either the door was open or the offender knew how to get the door open. We just don't know. Knowing Josh, knowing that he's a loving liberal, trendy, who believes that this uh, there's no violent crime, everything is just being blown out of proportion, most likely left the door open. Kind of like the left-wing moron girl who was murdered in her house. This is, <laughs> Gus is calling this Karma Week, folks. It's Karma Week. Oh, yeah, Karma Week. You guys heard about this? This, this this young woman who uh what was her name? This young woman who was opened the door for this gentleman, this this uh guy off the street to come in because he was knocking on the door, he was some crazy dude, and he comes in, he murders her and her boyfriend. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. She let the door open because she didn't want to be labeled a lib a, a racist. Because there's a black guy outside. And I can say this. I'm a person of color. I can say what I want to say. It's a black guy outside. And it's like 1 o'clock, 12 o'clock, 2 o'clock in the morning. Why is it these dumb, white, pasty liberals who have no street smart, no instincts, whose senses have been dulled by the soy lattes that they swill, cannot figure out that you do not open the door for strangers after midnight? After nighttime, just don't open the damn door. Right? 
incredible. But she opened the door. And she got killed. She got killed. Because she didn't want to be called a racist. She didn't want to be called a racist. And Josh Kruger got blasted. He didn't, he didn't want to lock the door because, you know, he's virtue signaling. The virtue signaling, the religious fervor of leftism means so much. The virtue signaling has to be more important than reality itself. And folks, there's something that is so dangerous to the far left mind. And that's reality. What are the leftists versus reality occurs? Reality always wins. And in, in this woman's case, who was killed, her and her boyfriend were murdered, and then they're raped and then burned to death, set on fire. Reality won. In Josh Kruger's case, who probably left his door open because he didn't want to be deemed a racist, that he's not propagating this narrative fear so he can brag to his friends i stay in my house with my doors open every night got blasted seven seven times in the chest man and not to be outdone another left-wing lunatic not to be outdone another left-wing lunatic by the name oh this is another one this is, uh, he's a, he's an incredible poet. 32-year-old Brooklyn man, fatally stabbed, but unhinged suspect was a do-gooder, activist, and a poet. Oh, yeah. A dumbass liberal, a pasty white dumbass liberal who's not a native New Yorker. Most of these pasty white liberals who live in inner cities are not native to the city. The pasty white retarded Josh Kruger who got blasted. At least his carbon footprint is now zero. He was not a native of Philadelphia. At least I don't think he was. Just like this guy from Massachusetts. 32 year, years old Ryan Carson. Decided to hang out, wait for a bus stop. Right? Waiting at the B38 bus stop in Lafayette Avenue and Malcolm X Boulevard in Bed-Stuy. Look, man, Bed-Stuy is not Williamsburg, man. And they gentrified Williamsburg. And they're seeping into Bed-Stuy. And he found out that Beth Stuyvesant, he got the livest one representing BK to the fullest, Gatsy Pullist, and he got stabbed multiple times in the chest by a stranger before 4 a.m. as he waited with his girlfriend at the bus stop. And let me show you a picture of this brave individual. He's so brave. Oh, the thoy. The thoy, the thoy, the thoy. It's amazing. Let me just show you. Oh, yes. He's so, so powerful. He's so incredible. Look at him. He's so brave. He's so brave. This guy, look at him. Right? 
Carson was originally from Boston area, moved to New York for college back in 2010. Look at him. I love his haircut. His he looks like um a smug lesbian. Yes. He's got the lesbo haircut. Yeah. Very smug. Carson, who had a heart for organizing people around a cause, was likely inspired into activism by his parents. Yeah. He was known as gregarious. He was a poet. He was an activist. And what, what did this soy boy do? Right? What did this soy boy do? This soy boy was an activist for safe injection sites. In other words, I love this. Kruger, Josh Kruger was killed. He was killed by saying the violence wasn't so bad. The gun violence is not so bad in Philadelphia. What happened? He gets blasted. And then Carson, Kruger and Carson, I love it. And then Carson got killed by a deranged drug addict. Most likely a deranged lunatic stabbed this guy. Smoked him. Right? Smoked him. A deranged lunatic. And yet he was an advocate for safe injection sites. So drug addicts could get high in peace. When liberals meet reality. And not to be outdone. Not to be outdone. It's Karma Week here on, on Rogue, folks. Karma Week. I can't wait for Gus to get here. U.S. Representative Henry Cooler. Cooler. Carjacked at gunpoint near his Washington home. I love it. I love it. Henry Coulaire, Democrat, was carjacked at gunpoint Monday near his Washington home, according to his chief of staff. Oh. U.S. Capitol Police are investigating the case. With the help of the city's Metropolitan Police Department, investigators are still working to track down the suspects, according to the U.S. CP spokesperson. The incident occurred in the Navy Yard neighborhood of Washington, a popular spot for Congressional Pied Terrace that is blocks south from the Capitol. Crime in Washington has become a growing concern since the scandemic and carjackings in the area and increasingly dramatic in recent years. While there were only roughly 200 carjackings in the district and its inner ring suburbs in 2018, there were more than 1,000 in 2022. Yes, yes. Growing crime has been a rallying point for conservative members. of How about for human beings with a brain? For people with a brain who challenge Washington's home Rule by blocking a city-led revising of its criminal code earlier this year. Oh yeah, oh yeah, this jackass! All right now you got you got people in New York crying about uh, what is it uh, in New York City crying about migrants. See, Annie knows. She grew up in New York. She knows the deal. You don't go out. Of, you don't. You're not hanging out at. At a bus stop at 3 a.m. in Bed-Stuy, you know, looking like a smug lesbian and not have anything happen to you. It's just not happening. And this guy, Henry Kulo, let's call him Henry Kulo. Henry Kulo, a Democrat from Laredo, just got carjacked. Are you crying about it? Yeah. I love it. Karma week, folks. 
Karma Week. I love Karma Week. Libs are getting there. Liberals are finally eating what they've been cooking for years. Yes, Annie, I, it's Kular or Quayla. I'm just going to call him Kulo. I'm just going to call him he- Representative Henry Kulo. That's right. As in rear end. As in the derriere. In Spanish. Liberals meet reality, folks. Liberals meet reality. Switching gears. You had uh, an interview with, I believe, uh, with uh, Victor Davis Hanson, a good guy, historian, conservative. Uh, he was uh, had an interview with uh, Tucker Carlson. Tucker Carlson, in order to discuss his perspective on the current political climate in the U.S., asserting that American liberalism is characterized by dishonesty, and warning about what he sees as liberal efforts to introduce a highly intolerant age. That's exactly what's happening. It's hard for most Americans to comprehend the total dishonesty of American liberalism. Hansen says that Trump represents a significant threat to the specific vision held by liberals who are employing a critical legal theory in which traditional moral values are abandoned in favor of whatever gains power. In other words, the ends justify the means. And now liberals are telling us that they plan to protect American democracy, and that's the clearest possible sign that they intend to end it. Most specifically, Hansen told Carlson that I think they've become they've come to the conclusion that Trump is an existential threat, and by association, half the country is to their vision of what they want to transform us as us into. And so they feel that whatever means necessary are justified. And this is just an issue that since Hansen pointed out that while some conservatives were speaking up, they are also fighting a culture in the Republican Party that prefers to lose nobly as opposed to winning elections in an ugly manner. That's right, because we don't fight. Republicans are a bunch of bitches. We need a revitalized Republican Party, one that is fearless, not gutless. Hansen emphasized that traditional boundaries and norms are being renegotiated. From the Senate filibuster and the Electoral College to societal understandings of gender and language, raising concerns that that we're in the middle of a cultural, economic, and political revolution. Folks, we are in the thick of it. We are in the thick of it. But we think that we're still playing with the same sidelines or parameters, and we're not. Everything is under negotiation when it comes to the left. The end justifies the means. Hansen argues that the legal actions against Trump are politically motivated. Anybody with two brain cells to rub together can clearly see this. Whether you like the guy or not, whether you agree with it or not, the point is it is absolutely 100% unequivocally politically motivated. The idea is now that we have the power to do this, and because we have the power to do it, it's moral and right. If you don't like it, what are you going to do about it? Finally, Hansen issues a call of action, noting that there are legitimate efforts to rectify and stop this madness, and let's see what happens in 2024. Thursday, I'm going to tell you what's going to happen in 2024, and that's only going to be on algofactory.tech. Thursday, I'm going to lay out for you exactly what some very key individuals 
in boardrooms are thinking about, are talking about, are sharing ideas about. And it's disturbing. Scare the crap out of me. Well, it didn't scare the crap out of me. It, it helps me to make adjustments. Navigate the chaos, folks. That's the message here on Rogue. Jonathan Gibbs, 100% agree with you. 100% agree with you. Now, I say this and I bring up Hanson's not because you know, I'm a fan of the guy or anything like that. But to paint the spectrum between the two sides and what's really happening. And um, we're in for it, folks. We're in for a big, big rude awakening. 2024 is going to be the most critical time. I'm telling you right now, if you, whatever you need to do to shore up or make the strategic actions, whatever strategic actions you need, whether it's long-term food storage, I, I I don't have any sponsors of long-term food storage. I don't care if you get a can of beans and you put a, dry goods, rice beans, whatever. It's not not a bad idea. Generator, not a bad idea. There's some things that are coming down in 2024. Going into 2025 is when you're going to need this stuff. 2024 is going to be the craziest year you've ever seen. 2024 is going to be the most insane year. 2023 was just, wow. 2024 is going to make 2023 look like a Sunday school picnic. And I've always said, you know, the strategy is not always, you know, going to, you know, going, you, you know, hope is not a strategy and it's not about, you know, going into your bunker eating cat food, waiting for the SWAT team to come to the door. But there's going to be some disruptions, not in the entire country, but in very blue areas, inner city specifically. And if you're in an inner city, it would be very, it would behoove you to either A, get out, and if you're surrounding in areas where you don't have a good grid, where your state doesn't have its own electrical grid intact you're not near any sort of uh, good food storage you might need to move you might need to be prepared again take what I'm saying with a grain of salt lots of stuff happening lots of stuff happening <sighs> the dollars being dumped at a rate that you would not believe and meanwhile, in the land of adults, okay, there's recently been what's known as the India-Middle East-European Economic Corridor. It's a massive public diplomacy launched at the G20 in New Delhi, complete with a memorandum of understanding signed on the 9th of September. The players include, and this is from uh, my guy over there, uh, Pepe Escobar, players include U.S., India, UAE, Saudi Arabia, and the EU. 
with a special role of the latter's top three powers, Germany, France, and Italy. It's a multimodal railway project coupled with transshipments and with ancillary digital electrical roads extending to Jordan and Israel. If this walks and talks like a collective West's very late response to China's Belt and Road Initiative, while well, 10 years ago celebrating a Belt and Road Forum in Beijing next month, that's because it is. And yes, it is, above all, yet another American project to bypass China to be claimed for crude electoral purposes as a meager foreign policy success. No one among the global majority remembers that America came up with their own Silk Road plan back in 2010. Do you guys remember that? It was called the TPP, the Trans-Pacific Partnership, right? The concept came from the State Department's Kirk Campbell, another low IQ moron, and it was sold by another to another low IQ moron by the name of Hillary Clinton as her idea. And no one among the global majority remembers that the New Silk Road plan peddled by Poland, Ukraine, Azerbaijan, and Georgia in the early 2010s, complete with four troublesome transshipments in the Black Sea and the Caspian. History is implacable. This, too, came to a naught. In fact, very few among the global majority remember the $40 trillion U.S.-sponsored Build Back Better World. Remember that, BBW? Remember that back three years ago during the scandemic? The global plan... Rolled out with great fanfare just two summers ago, focusing on climate and health and health security, digital technology and gender equity and equality. A year later, a G7 meeting, the B3W, the Build Back Better, had already shrunk to $600 billion. So it went from $40 trillion to $600 billion in infrastructure and investment. Of course, nothing was ever built. Nothing. The same fate awaits the IMEC for a number of variety of specific reasons. The whole IMEC rationale rests that the, the writer and the former ambassador, MK whatever, is deliciously described as conjuring up the Abraham Accords by incantation of Saudi-Israeli Katango. In other words, the fucking West, which is broke, insolvent, wasteful, has a hollowed-out economy, the West where we live in where they cannot even produce enough paper towels or toilet papers in an emergency, is going to try to convince the rest of the world that they are some sort of industrial power and they can offer an alternative to the multipolar world. What a joke. It is more financial fraud, more financial meddling. And folks, let me explain something to you. What is happening right now with this government shutdown crap and this, that, and the other? It's all a sideshow. It's all a sideshow because the robbing raping and pillaging of the American middle class will continue. And right now, and as I'm going to detail on Thursday, the robber baron class, the vulture capitalist class, has already deemed that it's too late, batten time to batten down the hatches and pick meat clean off the bone. We have a lot of things, a lot of things, that we need to must we need to get active with, we need to resist and fight against at a state and local level. That's the only thing that's going to win. CJ always says the best. The solution is local, and I think now more than ever. Now more than ever. Raven Six says the best. Nothing is built. Nothing is coming back, and nothing is better. One hundred percent correct. You can't really blame China for not being able to make your own essentials. 100% correct. 
all countries agree on three things, Arctic Treaty, Antarctic Treaty, and fake space exploration. So are we to take their war seriously? <laughs> interesting point. Very interesting point. Anyway, folks, that's what's going on. It's uh, a slow Tuesday. Yesterday I was out. Uh, tomorrow we will have Gus on. That's going to be epic. And uh, we're looking forward to it. I, I got to check with Matthew if he's on today or not. Um, yes, he is not on today. Uh, he's got some stuff going on. So we'll be back tomorrow morning with Gus. Don't miss it. It's going to be awesome. And with that being said, folks, I'm over and out. And also check out our sponsors, algofactory.tech. Algofactory.tech. With that being said, I'm over and out. Cheers. <laughs>